0: And welcome, everyone, to episode 55 of the Business Transformers. Uh, I am not Dave Collins. I will do my best Dave Collins impersonation and get us kicked off here today. I am not him. Dave has got one more day off, uh, and he will rejoin us next week. Uh, I have with me EJ, as always. You got Bill here, and we are ready to roll today. Uh, and Today, we're going to talk a little bit about Switching jobs, switching roles, no matter what level you're at, always can uh, is uh, excitement and a little bit of fear and how do you handle that and what does that look like? And we're going to share with you our insights from working with thousands of people throughout the years, uh, seeing what they do when they join a new company and kind of the do's and don'ts. But I'm going to let EJ kind of expand on the the overall topic and... uh, Go from there. So, EJ, all yours.
1: Oh my! Wow, that's a lot of pressure.
0: Pressure. Uh, <laughs>
1: but you know, we have talked about, um, I guess, what to look out for when you when you when it's time to. How do you know when it's time to make a move to a new company? Yeah. Whether it's personal, uh, you know, your, your 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 situation changes, or the company's direction is changing, and you're not quite aligned with that. Whatever the case may be. So, we've discussed that. And we thought it would make sense to say, well, now that you made a move, or well, now you have an offer, how do you how well, how do you best make that transition so that you, as the individual getting in, you feel comfortable and confident that you're making the right move, and also the the folks that you're getting into their space welcome you, you know, because so it's two things you want to you want to put your best your best foot forward, um, not in a pretentious way, but you, but at the same time you want to make sure that. Your foot is received, you know. Stay with that foot expression. So, you know, from my experience and from uh, watching folks who, you know, who've done, who've made such moves and really settled in, just right. And you know, people come in and they, you have that feeling of, oh, I, I like this person, or this person is a good fit. What, what, are, what, are, what do they have in, in common? And one thing that I that I I notice, and I I live by this philosophy, but I also notice from great folks who make transitions is they come in on assuming yeah so you may have tons of experience in your field you may have you know you may it does, that doesn't matter you yeah. come into a new company you've never been at that company you've never been in that environment you haven't been in that culture so you can't assume that you're all that or that or it yeah, you definitely come in with your experience and confidence but don't come in assuming i got it yeah. coming with the, uh, you know, people talk about humility and all, but really, really come in like a child, unassuming and and open to learning, open to finding out, you know, what's up with this environment, open to learn finding out, you know, who all are the players there. That's my fundamental um, tip is come in unassuming, come in with confidence, but don't come in with, you know, any preconceived or any kind of ideas, like, yeah, I got it, or I know it. Just come in and, and be open to learn, Learning the new environment and what you know, how and find your find your spot in that environment. Yeah. that's my first thing.
0: Yeah, I got to tell you, I, I learned that lesson the hard way, man. It was really hard. I, I I can tell you, switching jobs. I early in my career, I had worked for two years in sales, and uh, you know, you you get pumped up by. I was working at the time for Xerox, and uh, you get pumped up about all the great training, and it was fantastic training, but the humility had left me and I walk into a new role at the time with Kinko's and think I am God's gift to sales and get smacked and smacked in a hurry um, and turned everyone off too. So that is really good advice, CJ start with humility, start by you know, listening, learning from the people around you. Uh, because the, the tough thing is understanding the culture in, the, in what's going on in that company. So I, that is sage advice that I wish I would have talked to you um, 25 years ago when I moved over to uh, Kinko's. But live and learn, right?
1: It is. You know, I, I think it's one of those things, too. Like, I, I, I'm glad you said you learned it the hard way. I mean, not, not, not happy that you learned the hard way, but... <laughs> <come on. laughs> But sometimes that, that's when the the lessons that stick are the ones that, that are that are right in your face, like smacking your face, and you know never do this again. Like you you just know it's almost automatic. If I make this, I'm never gonna do this again. But then if you come in, if you didn't learn, for instance, maybe you, you made that transition to to zero to the new company, Kiko, and and it worked for you, you might think, oh. So this is the way to go. And then you go to the next place and then you get smacked on your face. Yeah. <laughs> and especially It's especially worse when you are taking up a like a more senior position and, and, you know, you're kind of like the big guy, but then you fall flat as a big person, you know, up, up on the ladder. That's a, that's a hard fall. And, you know, oh, not yeah. only is it embarrassing, it might take you a while to recover from that kind of, uh, um, uh, you
0: know, debt. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. You you don't when the higher you go, the further the fall, right? So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to yeah. be you got to be careful with, with that whole thing. Um, so so moving along on on the whole topic, um, what you know that you, you obviously said come in humble. What are some of the, your other points that you would say? Hey, do this when you come in, and and how, what would you say is your your top two or three that you would say you got to do when you're coming through a company?
1: Well, okay, I was going to go a different route, but let me answer oh, that. Ahead. I think, was that?
0: You can if you'd like, I won't hold you to well, it. Well,
1: let, let me answer that. I've I, I made a note of it, so I'll get, I'll get back to that other point. But that's a good question. So what are some of the things you want to do? Well, one thing that I, want, I would, so I suggest, and I, I work with a lot of companies talk about onboarding. So internally, as a company, you want to have, you want to make the, um, the, new, the new hire feel welcome and comforti- well, welcome, comfortable, and confident that he, he or she made the right move. And how do you do that? Simple things like making sure that they're, they're, well, all the tools that they need, the space, the electronics, the gadget, you know, ID card, like anything that, that they need, all that they need are set up before they come in. Like, I've been in places where I get there for my first day of the job, and I'm, I'm the first person to get there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm there, I'm waiting <laughs> to open the door. And, all, oh, I get in and there's no space for me. It's like, oh, you know, we're still figuring it out. No, that, that's not a good look. Yeah, That's not a good look. You want to have the person feel like, because then it's almost like, oh, am I an afterthought? You know, was this, you, this your plan for me? I gave you two weeks notice. Like, what were you doing in two weeks? It just makes them lose, lose confident. Yeah. You may not have the reading process. You may not have, that's fine. Let's say you don't have an onboarding process, but they have space. They come in and they have a table to sit. They have a, a pen, pen and paper. They have a computer. They have all the things that they need. That is the minimum that you should do. At least the first day should be seamless
0: to them. Yeah. Yeah, that is great advice for a company. If you don't have an onboarding plan, you've got to get an onboarding plan because that's where your future with the new people you're hiring, you're going through this whole process, you get them hired, you spend lots of money and time. And then you, you do a poor onboarding. That's where we see, and I'm sure you see as well, EJ, right. people really fall down and, and really screw up because that puts a bad taste in, the, in that, that person's mouth from day one, 16 months later, they're leaving because they never got that bad taste out of their mouth. They always felt like, you said, an afterthought. They, uh, they didn't matter. That's, that's the tone and the foundation you set as a company. That's great advice. Great advice.
1: Now that, but now to answer your question, so when I come in and I, and I feel that, I feel like I'm, I'm welcome in the space. I feel, okay, I have my stuff. What I want to do, well, first of all, I want to find out who, who all I may need to rely on. I may need their help. So, for instance, technology. If, if it's a big, big enough company where they have the IT department, I want to make friends with the IT folks because when I'm in jam, a jam, a computer jam, they're going to help me out. Now, you know they they treat me as par- I, it, This happens pretty much everywhere that I am. If they have an IT department, I'm friends with the IT folks. I want to find out, you know, their preferences. You know, what are the, some of the you know funny geeky stuff that they like? Just to, you know, really to be friends, but also make sure that I, when I call on them, they respond. So find out who are my our need for support. I want to find out the operations folks. You know, who are the guys? How do they work? This might happen in the first week of the you know, first few days, but that's my parody in the first. Like early on in, my, in, my, in, in the transition, know who the key, not necessarily key players in terms of leadership and, and all that for promotion. No, no, no. But folks who help me, help my job be you know go smoothly, be easier. Operations, finance for contracts and stuff. Um, uh, supply chain, whatever the key, you know whatever the business functions, but those supporting roles that, that will help me be more effective in my job. I want to be friends with them. I want to know them. I want them to know me. And of course, my teammates, that that goes without saying. But outside of the immediate team, who all support what I need? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's, yeah, really important, right? You got to understand that. And you kind of touched on it as well, but my recommendation is, especially if you're a guy, (laughs) I don't know what it is, but we're, we're problem fixers and we like to solution right away. And I think it's something you have to watch for when you even sell. You don't want a solution until you understand. And I would seek to understand for at least a month, understand what's going on, ask a lot of questions, don't offer a lot of solutions out of the box unless you have to, you're in a leadership role and you're coming into a mess and you've gotta get into that type of thing. Otherwise, I would give yourself a solid month to get in, understand what's going on, look for the opportunities that you can uh, resolve or solve down the line. but fully understand what's going on before you walk through the door and start solution. Again, a lesson I learned the hard way, uh, and you talked about being in a leadership role, and you think you understand all the angles in a week, and you're not going to. So listen first, listen for a month, that's really hard for a lot of us to do, and then start to make conclusions and start building plans forward. But uh, if you've built yourself a 30, 60, 90, or a 36 month, one year plan, follow it and make sure you listen uh, before you jump because uh, as you pointed out, DJ, you, you screw that up early on. It's a long fall, especially if you're in a leadership role.
1: Yeah, that's, I, I don't know what it is about, about, you know, people jumping to offer solutions right away. I, it, I, you said it already though, but especially in sales, if a client is saying something you just assume and you just jump in, you want to listen because there might be something just one little factor that ends up being a big deal you want to be sure that you understand so asking questions absolutely finding out their policies their processes you know different things this is a unique environment you're coming into you haven't been there before you yeah. so take time to understand the environment uh, like they say you know crawl before you walk take time to understand the environment matter of fact you might have to sit You, know, like, you know, babies do that they sit for for a minute, just for a while, it's almost like, are they ever going to move? But really what they are doing, most likely, I don't know, is studying, understanding, oh, okay, this is my movement, this is how I do it. So be that child. Just, you know, Sit, listen, learn, observe, soak it all in, and then you can start to um, uh, offer solutions after you understand how the, the, the specifics, the particular details of that environment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I agree with you there. Exactly. Yeah, we're built a to make decisions and move forward. And, it, and I, I'm going to warn everyone. And I'm working with a, a gentleman right now that uh, just switched roles that he had been in a company for 15 years and just switched to another company. And it's a great move for him and he's going to do really well but I warned him going in and he just told me it was really hard. You go from the the person who knows everything and the go-to person and there's an ego mm-hmm. thing there, mm-hmm. right? You know, you're, you, mm-hmm. you're the go-to person. It may not be the greatest right. company right. and you right. may not be aligned anymore, but you you're the go-to guy and now you're no longer the go-to person. You're the, uh, the not go-to person. And, uh, it, it's, it's, tough it's uh it can be really tough on the the ego so you got to be prepared you got to mentally prepare yourself and think about that before you go over
1: that, that that's that's huge right yeah i think it might be an ego thing oh definitely must be an ego thing but you know it's funny when you when you when you made that point i thought about uh my my place of worship the church where we worship at, uh they wanted volunteers to come to run the audio visual or av and you know sound and all that good stuff I thought, you know what? Let me, uh, let me volunteer. I do have some experience doing that. Let me volunteer to do that. So we had a meeting between training, and it ended up being that there were like seven of us who volunteered, so a pretty packed house mm-hmm. uh, in terms of volunteers. And so the guy, the, 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 the person running it was showing us different things, you know, asking us to you know, ask questions and just making sure we were on the same page. And all of a sudden I noticed a couple guys who kind of knew it all. Like they knew it. I was thinking to myself, wait a minute, have you done this before? Or are you like me, this is your first time? And I'm, you know, observing, watching them, and I realize, oh, you're also learning. So you're like me, you're here, we're in the same place. We don't know there's someone learning, but you're coming off like you know it already. Hmm. You want to be careful because, you know, that could make the first of all make the trainer feel like, okay, you know, you guys got it, and then uh, deprive those of us who don't know the system that well of the opportunity to learn, or over soon that you you got it and then say you know what you guys can just do it and don't you don't need to oversee or overshadow or shadow anybody, just go ahead and do it, and then you screw it up <laughs> so the, the point there is I don't know what it is though, but if you're you're in a training you haven't done this before just listen, listen, ask questions, even if you got it, well be sure that you got it there are other people there who don't got it you know let them let give them the chance to understand don't don't assume that everyone's on the same page. Don't assume that you, I don't. It, just, it drives me nuts
0: anyway.
1: Oh, I can, can go up on a tangent with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that goes both on the company to understand who you're working with and when you're onboarding you see that a lot, right? I, I've interviewed, and in not interviewed, but we've onboarded lots of people, hundreds, thousands. And you do get that person who wants to act like they already know it. Uh, and you know they don't. And, and you sometimes yeah. have to slow them down and explain, and explain to them how important things are and you on the other end, if that's you on the other end and you're, you're somebody that doesn't like to be in that position where you don't know and it's uncomfortable for you and you have a tendency to gloss over the details, slow down, ask questions, clarify and know that that's part of your onboarding and that's part of your role and everything you learn now, like you said, will help you in the future. And whether it's you're, you know, handling the AV in a church to, running a multi-million dollar company to uh selling funeral plots you you've got to know all the details the details and everything you do and you can't uh you can't skip it and if you skip it up front you're likely not going to be able to be successful down the line yeah i hate those guys that you you end up in training with ej that go yeah okay we're we're good we're good we just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like they'd rather be somewhere else or they just want to show everyone yeah,
1: I that, yeah no, no, we're not. We're not all good. You might be good, but speak for yourself. We're not all good, yeah, Anyway, <laughs> um, the other point that I had earlier, I wanted to uh, just touch upon also is the I see people do this, you know, talk people talk about this. Oh, I got a, I got a book of, uh, I got a book of contacts I can, you know, bring over, and and that's fine if you are. I think maybe some some businesses that you can do that, maybe in the financial services world. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, cli- your clients are your clients, and you, know, you have the personal relationship with them, and so you move, they, they trust you, so they kind of go with you. Does that happen a lot? It does happen, but it's not, it's not, typ- it's not typical in financial services, but there's some folks who can pull it off. Yeah. But when, when you leave, when you, first of all, I think it's both ways on the company end. When company, when leadership assumes, oh, he or she is well connected, they're gonna bring those business. Mm, that's a bad assumption because, first of all, you don't know if they're blowing smoke up your butt, number one. Number two, you don't know what kind of relationship they have. I might, I might know Bill. It doesn't mean that Bill will take a call from me. Those are, are two different things. I might know, I might, Bill might even take a call from me. It doesn't mean that Bill is going to make that move from me. So it, 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 you got to be careful as a company hiring folks who's, you know, who say that, who you know, profess that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then you as a rep, you also got to be careful. I mean, Antonio Mang- Mongoluso made a, made a great point when he talked about starting a business and just be ready for folks who, pro- who promise that they will be there to help you or folks that you, you know. Just be, be, be mindful that they would not be there when you need them. Yeah. And with a rep, you know, when you, if you think you have these clients so who are all of a sudden going to move, move, jump ship and come to your company because you move companies, no, no, you, don't, you, know, you can't assume that. Mm-hmm. You can assume that so be careful as a, as hiring uh, managers, be careful when people mm. say that uh, and as a, as a, as a rep, be careful when you say that or when you expect that people will respond to you because they may not respond to you,
0: uh, so well said you know that 's failure on both sides you, you when you're hiring, you 're hiring, you just assume that these people that they, they work for your competitor, they know all these customers they 're going to be able to bring them over. And it's an overrepresentation, both on the hiring manager and on the salesperson's part. I can tell you I made this mistake hiring people early on. I just watched a customer make this mistake a year ago. They hire a person in a very small industry uh, that had connections with all these people Swore to them that they were these people were super loyal. I warned against it. Uh, they were unable to pull a single client in a year. They paid this person a huge premium over what anyone else got in the market. I'm talking base salary well north of six figures, and. It it was unbelievable the disaster. Now this company is in a bad way. They've got a salesperson who can't sell. They just happen to be at a, the right place at the right time. Relied on that, and it, and they're they're in trouble now. And, uh, they're asking me what to do, and I suggested they fire that person to start with, and and then let's hire somebody that's more of a true hunter, but that, that is so true. And I, I don't, I think it's an overrepresentation both on the salesperson and on the companies. And you, you've got to be careful if you got hired for that purpose or you're hiring for that purpose, you're setting yourself up for failure.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, I think it's one of those things, dude, like you said earlier when you, when you said uh, you got burned, uh, you, you felt you uh, you learned the lesson the hard way. I think, unfortunately, you know, we talk about this. We've, I've been hearing this message for a while, and it's fun that we still talk about it today. Like, like a number of things, like you know, like listening and practicing your presentation, like you know, the, those the fundamentals.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah, if you if you hire or you or you uh, you put that, you lead with that as an uh, during an interview, you lead with that, or your hiring manager, you hire because of that. It's probably not going to end up well. No. And uh, and you know, when you it, it costs, it, it's just so much uh involved with time and money when it comes to hiring and, on, and onboarding you save yourself that trouble and hire somebody else yeah
0: i i highly suggest you know i'm going off ta- uh, on a tangent here and off topic a bit but when i'm working with customers i've got two right now that i'm working with i highly recommend they hire people that are qualified to do the tasks necessary to be successful uh the right attitude the right approach yeah. Uh, rather than people with industry experience. I find, uh, and and this is true on both sides, you know, again, hiring and salespeople, that they rely too much on their understanding of the marketplace than to do the hard work necessary when coming to a new job. I I would much rather hire somebody with no experience that puts them instantly in a position of being uh, uncomfortable and having to rely on hard work and not on the fact that they have a uh, good experience or, or mm. good contacts in the industry because find those people end up being lazy.
1: Mm, huge point. Huge point. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to put in the work though. That's, that's one thing I, 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 I live by. You got to put in the work, no matter what, you know, <laughs> you got to put in the work and yeah, you, you heard that point right there.
0: Yeah. Put in the work and, uh, you will be successful. Um, yeah so i would mm-hmm. stay away from uh folks that are you know uh that just come to you and really you, you know don't don't have the right work ethic uh or are ready to uh make it happen it's just uh it's just not going to happen mm-hmm. so if you're if you're a uh a a, a a salesperson entering a new company one of the things i always uh, advocate is finding yourself a coach in the company. Ideally, if you are a company, you're trying to pair that person with a coach, somebody who can answer those questions. Why do they do things this way? What's going on over here? If you didn't get paired with a coach, you got a poor onboarding or you, you don't have that. I would look for one right away. And I can't tell you that, um, you get to the right person, you find the right person that's willing to help. And they don't have to be necessarily in sales. And it's often good with, they're not. Uh, but if they're in a, a different department or wherever, but they've been around for a few years, they understand the the do's and don'ts and all those unwritten rules that are, exist in every company, uh, really valuable to your success. And again, uh, rely on that person. and, and, and and I don't know why, and we probably could talk about this down the line, uh, why in sales we're less likely to have mentors than other organiza- other um, industry people that, uh, you know, it seems much more common or, or prevalent, like finance or operations. You see a lot more mentee, mentor type of relationships there. Don't see a lot of them in sales. But I got to tell you, this is a key, and again, I don't care if you're going in as an individual contributor or a sales vice president or a CSO you need somebody you can bounce ideas and ask questions especially in those first 90 days or so some somebody that you can chat with and have a conversation with and really grow within a company you find that you know what that, yeah. that is, you know, that, that's a great point and
1: it was funny I was having a conversation with someone yesterday and I mentioned that uh, like I have a mentor, and she was surprised about that. I'm like, of course, even coaches need coaches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but 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 especially when you when you when you're in a new position, whether it's a a new business, whether it's a new job opportunity, whether it's a new school, with, with something new where you have to learn something, you want to ha- you want to find someone who has been there longer than you have, who knows the ins and outs, who knows the workings, who can show you some shortcuts, the do's and don'ts, best practices, all of that good stuff, you need to have someone in your corner to, to to make the learning curve as short and as smooth as possible.
0: Exactly. You, you just you, you want help over the rough edges, right? You need. There's just so much goes on. It doesn't matter if it's a small company or a big company. Everyone has their own culture and their own way of approaching things, and you need to understand that and how to to get through it. It's just very, very critical. Uh,
1: and the thing, the thing about coaches, I know, or mentors, I know. You know, we we've, we've talked about this a little bit. I don't think that people really get that the coaches, what I told this lady yesterday. is, you know, you you'd be better served finding a coach, uh, finding a mentor. I think it was a mentor we used. But I said to her, you get from that mentor what you put. So the ment- it's not a mentor's place to look for you or to seek you out or or give. It's your it's your place to go and ask questions, to pull, to pick their brain, to pull them, ask for their time because they're doing other things. You're the one who needs help. If you need help, go seek help. Help is not going to seek you. You have to go seek help yeah so even if you had that mental relationship it 's still on you to make sure that you hold account the, the, the time account you 're accountable to the time that you set or you 're accountable to whatever the, the journey you know you all create together, but it 's on you it 's not on them it 's on you
0: yeah yeah uh, absolutely uh, y- you 've got to seek that you 've got to be the person doing it they 're not going to be the ones chasing you down. I have a lot of people that ask for me or ask for help on a, a mentor type basis and i 'm happy to do that but don't ask me to, you know, in my day to, you know, schedule the next meeting or call, you know, I, I, you, you need to reach out to me and and talk to me. And I've, I've got uh, a a mentee right now uh, that is fantastic at that. Uh, He goes out and makes things happen, works through things. And when he runs into a problem, he's, give me a call and, and we're working through that and, and trying to get better. And, and, uh, he does a fantastic job at that. And, and he's going to be a guy that in the long run is going to be wildly successful in life because he's not afraid to ask for the questions. He's not afraid to get it when he needs it, not afraid to put things in the action and try things that make him uncomfortable. So, and along those lines, uh, it, my, one of my last points here is you've got to be good with being uncomfortable. There is nothing uh, like change to make you feel uncomfortable. And you've got to expect it and you've got to be comfortable with it. Um, one of my favorite books is Mindset by Carol Dweck. I don't know if you've read that one, EJ. i read that. Yeah. Very simple uh, approach, but it's so critical to being successful in life. And that is looking at life and difficult problems with the idea that this is a challenge and something fun to be overcome. And it's, it's something you can do. Uh, you're not... Uh, you're not either going to be born to be great or be bad at anything. Uh, it's, a, it's a challenge and you've got to be comfortable with that challenge. You've got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and you're not going to know everything right away and you're going to be struggling for a while. And when you get to that point where you're you're comfortable with that, you'll find uh, you'll do much better. You'll ask more questions. You won't hide and you'll be out there. And I, I that's Probably my, my best advice when you're switching roles or going somewhere new, be comfortable with being uncomfortable.
1: That, 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 I think that's really, that, that's really where it starts because you're going you're gonna to be in a new place. You'll likely be uncomfortable. I like your point earlier where you, you move from the, the, the go-to person to the learner, the student. It's okay. It's okay. You'll be uncomfortable with that for, for a short period of time. Get a mentor. Ask questions. Connect with the right people. Listen. And before you know it, you'll then be the go-to person.
0: You will, you will. And when you realize that you know people change and move jobs, uh, we all have within the last three years we've all changed and moved things and done career moves uh, in, in all of us in the last three years. Some of us, uh, you know, two three times, and and that's normal today. That the average role, uh, I just heard the stat yesterday. Uh, the average person stays in their current role 17 months. So if you've been there 16 months, get ready to be uncomfortable. Wow. But uh it's 17 wow. months. The and and it's probably I haven't seen the numbers for sales. Uh, that's a general number. Uh I would imagine that sales is probably even a little bit slow uh lower than that. I'm seeing salespeople turn over thirteen, fourteen, fifteen months. That's a whole different episode on why that happens and what you can do to uh, prevent that from happening um but it it happens and uh you've got to be ready for that and you've got to be ready to be uncomfortable along the way as you switch roles uh get up to speed as quick as you can but that's how you get up to speed is with the, the topics and the things that we talked about uh you the faster you can do that the better off you're going to be the more money you're going to make so you know 17 months ej that's all you got wow that's it yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My my our wow. friend uh, David Nast uh, told me uh yesterday um about that. So Wow. Yeah. Crazy. That is crazy. Crazy. So, well, I think it's been an excellent conversation, A.J. Uh, I, I, I love this topic. This is something um, that we help, and I know you help as well, uh, companies uh, build onboarding plans and, uh, and to, to improve their outcomes. We're, we're doing it right now for, boy, I think four companies that we're working with from retail retail. To hospitality, to financial services, and it doesn't matter where you're at. You, you can do a lot on the uh, the company side to help this process, uh, but you, as an individual, ultimately are responsible for your own success. and you have to be able to control and do the right things in order to be successful. So, any final thoughts, no, EJ?
1: No, I think you nailed it on the head, Bill. You, you summed it up right, just right, and uh, yeah. It's, uh, I, I think this is a really relevant conversation, especially now with a lot of, um, like you mentioned, you know, we've had ch- changes. But I think with, in the job market, I hear a lot of folks who are looking for opportunity, companies who are hiring. And you said it already, but let me let me let me let me let me tease it out a little bit. You're hiring. Make sure that you have your your house in order. You have, you know, before the rep, uh, the new associate comes in, make sure that you have. You know space for them you have them all set up whatever they need the tools find a mentor for them if you can afford it um and, and as a new person going in check your ego at the door um, uh, come in humble to willing to learn be the student, mm. and you know know your, know your environment know your culture it's, it's the first time you're there and make, make the it's on you to make the learning curve as as, as uh, short and smooth as possible
0: mm. absolutely I think that's a, a, a great summary. Absolute great summary. Well, we thank everyone again for listening and joining us on this podcast. Uh, we uh, love having you as listeners and we love uh, the topics and the things that you bring to us. Uh, if there's anything you do want to hear from us discuss or uh, if you're interested in joining us and, and chatting with us on the uh, one of the upcoming uh, podcasts about a specific topic, let us know. We'd be uh, happy to uh, bring you on and, uh, bring in new insight. We love, as you know, bringing in guests and getting their insight. and We'd love to hear yours as well. So, uh, again, we thank you. We look forward to you and, uh, talking to you again and, uh, we'll see you next week.